Hello, hello, it's me, Jacqueline Swilly, and you're listening to Power Banking, the podcast for women who work in male-dominated industries. So today we're tackling a listener question. So I want to thank Sarah for sending in her question. And Sarah says, I have a really competent team. We've been hitting milestones. And I'm curious, what are your thoughts on elevating a team's performance? So Sarah, first of all, thank you for sending your question in. I always like hearing from the listeners. So if you have a question out there, send it to me. Sarah sent her question through um, Power Banking on Twitter. And you can email me your question or you can send it through Twitter. More than happy to answer those questions. So Sarah, you said your team is hitting some milestones. Now, while there is a lot we don't know, I'm going to make some general assumptions and give you four tips to elevate your team's performance. And by the way, kudos on being an awesome leader and already seeing results with your team. So the four things to elevate a team's performance, evaluate, discuss, observe, and take action. All right, now let me break these down for you. When you have a team that's performing really well, take some time to look at each member on the team's strengths and weaknesses. Now, this can look different for your different members, and you don't have to necessarily do something formal. This can apply to people who are leading a team in a formal works situation or, sorry, got tongue-tied there, are people who are leading a team of volunteers, all right? So, again, you don't have to do an official evaluation of their strengths and weaknesses. But through a couple of meetings, you'll be able to observe where areas people are really strong in and what areas people are not so strong in. It's really important when you evaluate those strengths and weaknesses that you begin to match the task to these person's strengths. So when you see someone is strong in an area, go ahead and assign them a task that will help elevate that skill set. Now, what this does is this just makes your team stronger, having the best people on the best job. This might seem like it automatically happens, but a lot of times people do work that isn't in their strong area. And so they'll do it just to get by or they're doing it just to be asked. But if you really get the time to know that person, whether a one-on-one setting or in a group setting, and you figure out, hey, this person is really good at graphics, but we have them doing pivot tables and um, spreadsheets and reports, you might want to readjust and assign someone else to that skill. Now, when it comes to a person's weaknesses, you do wanna be careful on how you address this, especially when your team has a high moral ground and they're like really steamrolling, they're performing well. You don't wanna knock the wind out of someone by saying, hey, I noticed you were weak in this area. But instead, what you can do is you can say, you know what, you've been doing this really well. I appreciate that. As we continue to perform well, we're thinking of ways to elevate our team's performance. How do you feel about moving to this assignment or telling them such and such is also good in this area? That's one of their strengths. One of your other strengths is this. Let's move this task over to you and give that to someone else. So that's a way where you can manage that conversation depending on your personality style, depending on the personality style of the person you're leading. You might want to take some time to to really craft your message to them so that it comes across really strong. All right, now the next thing, 
Collaboration. Discuss with your team the importance of collaboration and also have a group discussion about it. Because a lot of times when people get to doing something really well, they may not want to share with that uh, the team members what they're doing because they want to continue to get that recognition and credit. So if you have an open discussion about what collaboration means, what it does is it opens the pathway for people to find new ways to collaborate. Now, if you ever have the issue of someone who really holds the rest of the team back because they're holding on to a piece of information, they just like having that power of holding that information. When you have that discussion with them and help them understand the importance of the flow of information and how they're a critical part of the team, it may loosen up their straps. For some folks, I know firsthand um, that I've had to tell people, look, you're holding the rest of the team back simply because you're not releasing this information on time. And so that can be a tough conversation, but that's definitely something you want to nip in the bud sooner than later if you have that issue. Now, the third thing is talk about helping each other in a way where no one will be offended when you say if you need help, go ask for it. We're all here to help each other. And there won't be any repercussions or any negative talk or any consequences for you asking for help. So when you do that, you really allow people the grace and the freedom to say, okay, I'm not perfect. Or maybe this week I'm swamped and I just can't take on another project. But observing how these people interact with each other and talking about how they can help each other and really recognizing when you do see 10 members going above and beyond to help each other, that is a great way to build on the momentum of having each other support each other. Now, helping and collaborating, those are two different things, okay? So, just want to be clear on that. When you're helping somebody, it might be a one-time, let me come in, stay in late, help you with this project, help you on this assignment. But collaborating is more long-term, all right? Now, finally, taking action. So it's really good to get all of the information, but at the end of the day, if you're not taking action on what you've learned and what you've observed from your team members, really putting a strong action plan in place, then you can stagnate. You might be doing well now, but you're not going to continue to elevate and take it to the next level. So as you're going through the process of elevating your team's performance, remember to come up with fresh action plans. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I truly believe in that. But I also believe that it's easy to, con- to get complacent, to find that comfort zone, that safety place, and always want to do things the way that it has been done. So you want to just be innovative and always thinking with my action plan, are we doing things with the best technology that we have at our fingertips? And I'm not talking about your smartphone. I'm just talking about whatever resources your organization has available. If there are new tools that come out and those tools can help increase the performance of the team, definitely take advantage of that. Now, I did receive another question over the weekend about how do you work with technology that your company is rolling out and it has a lot of bugs in it. If you're being forced to use that technology and it has bugs in it, you got to power through. But if you have the option to wait and use something that really works 
pretty seamlessly, go ahead and take advantage of that. That's something that can really help the team perform better. So I want to share with you a couple of tools that I like to use when I'm collaborating with teams. I found these to be very helpful and efficient in terms of communicating. So you probably heard of Slack. I think Slack is amazing for team communication, especially remote teams. The other tool that I really like is Evernote. So Evernote, you can collaborate in notes. It's a little bit different from Slack because it doesn't have that instant message feature on the baseline product. Now I know they do have a new product called Teams by Evernote, and that is more of a function where you will be, um, it's more like a Slack, but Slack is still efficient, so use that. and. Evernote, what I love about it is you can work online and offline and it syncs to different versions. So I think that's a great tool for teams. Zoom for conference calls. I cannot speak enough about how I love video conferences with Zoom. And then for conference calls, um, straight up, no video, Uber conference call has been really helpful, especially if you're organizing meetings on the go. If you are the organizer of the meeting, Zoom will send you a notification via text to tell you that the participants are on the line waiting for you. So a couple of other things that I love, Starbucks app allows you to send a gift card through the app. I think that's great for teams because you can show someone you appreciate them. It doesn't take you a lot of time. There are lots of options with really neat looking gift cards. It gets emailed directly to that person. So that's almost an instant way to show gratitude and appreciation to give your team a boost there. So those are my favorite apps. I would love to hear from you. What are your favorite apps for collaborating with teams? And until next time, keep emulating excellence and eliminating excuses.